0: You're listening to the Unstoppable Ecommerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful
1: online store, but you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we shared our knowledge, experience, and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we talk to Ashley Longstaff
0: from I Choose Me about being a wandering entrepreneur, how she started her business with a young family in tow, the mistakes she's made along the way and how they've nearly crippled her, but actually made her stronger and how amazing it is to look back and realize that actually everything happens for a reason. We literally could have spoken to Ashley for hours and we're sure you're going to love this episode. We hope you enjoyed today's
1: episode. Let's dive in. So, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. We're really excited to see somebody else taking our instructions and sitting in the cupboard today, and we second cupboard that you've tried. So, thanks for making the effort for good sound for everyone listening. (laughs) Good old lockdown and homeschool. So, tell us a little bit about I Choose Me and what your store's all about. So, I Choose Me's been
2: running for just over two years. And I started it because I wanted to have a store that was for busy women on the go, busy mums on the go, that felt confident and beautiful in what they wore every day. I think every mum has been through something where you've looked in the mirror and you feel a bit frumpy. You don't feel quite yourself. So I wanted to start a store that basically catered for that. So yeah, so that's what I do. And I absolutely love it. And I love building relationships with my customers and getting to know them. And that was how it sort of the idea that started anyway
0: one of the things that we get you to do, so Ashley is also one of our students. She's done the Igniter program. And one of the things that we get you to do first up is to really define your target audience. And every time you write about your target audience, I'm like, you're pretty much just writing about me. <laughs> I was just thinking I so relate to frumpy mum yeah. right now. <laughs> every time you write, I'm like, that's me. Yep. yep. So you've really nailed the audience and the messaging. And,
2: yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, um, as you both know, I, rewrote one the other day because I'm changing things a little bit and I got my husband to read it and he's like you do realize this is you he said there's a few (laughs) different pieces he said but this is you that you've just written yourself about and I'm like well it's a relatable thing I think and that's one of the things we aim for so yeah yeah it is
0: true and for anyone listening it's often like we say in igniter like one of the hints is your target audience is often you because you've identified a problem and then you've created a solution to that problem and so so, yeah, I think that's so it, true. It's not a wrong answer. Like to have your target market as you is great because then you know their inside, you know, innermost thoughts and yeah. desires and fears and everything. I and think so. that it gives you
2: that deeper understanding as well. And that's something that, you know, I've only been in business two years, but that's something that I've definitely learned. There's a lot to learn.
0: How important has that been? Like really getting clear on that for the business and did you start off
2: being really clear or? Uh, I, You know what, looking back... I thought I'd started off really clear, but no, it wasn't actually till I did the igniter course that I actually wrote down what I thought would be my, you know, ideal customer profile. And I definitely think that that helps you determine moving forward. Not only things in the back end of like making sure that you're marketing the right way and selling the right way, but even for me, informing well what kind of products am i choosing what kind of clothes am i choosing will it fit that season of that life or am i looking at something that would be say too corporate or all those kinds of things so yeah defining who your target market is and your ideal customer it's so important it's one of the things I hate doing, like sitting down and writing it. I can't stand it, but it's the pinnacle, I think, of what you almost build your business around. Without it, you can't do it.
0: Yeah, it's a common thing. People always skip that module. We've had, Karen's like nodding. Like we've had a lot of people go, my Facebook ads aren't working or my emails are not hitting the mark or whatever. And we'll go, okay, so what's happening with your target? You know, show us your target market. And they'll go, I skipped that. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's so easy to want to do that, but everything aligns. And I think... Even now, like we're wanting to change direction a bit, I've literally gone back to basics and started with that again because otherwise you can't. It's just impossible. You're just winging it. You know, it's like your fabulous phrase, until you test, it's just a guess, and you can't do that testing until you know exactly who you're trying to target.
1: Someone just quoted you. How cool is that, Megan? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's sinking in all the quotes that I <laughs> have come up
1: with. We finally <laughs> brainwashed them all. <laughs> They're on my desk. I rotate them
2: depending on how I feel, your little cards, and, yeah, they just oh, get rotated. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's great. So
0: just back to like, I mean, how you started and I know that you have, so you mentioned that you were in lockdown and homeschool. Tell us about your family as well, because you've got family and business and other businesses and you're doing a
2: lot. Yeah. So I'll take you sort of, I guess, right the way back to how this kind of started. It was 2015. So I was, I'd worked in the corporate world until I had my kids. So my eldest is 13 and knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mum for a, a good portion of that time. So that's what I did. And then I'd always had ideas for different businesses of what I wanted to do. And I remember mentioning to Christian, my husband, about that I'd watched this amazing movie called The Intern with – I don't know if you've seen it – with Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah, Love that movie. Yeah, love that movie. And my dad is totally like the Robert De Niro character in that movie as well. <laughs> and um, I'd always – I was like, oh, I'd love to have a clothing store. And then I'd go shopping at the local mall and there wouldn't be things that – fit like my season of life or the shop assistants wouldn't be able to understand that, you know, I had a baby crying and then a toddler on my hip and then another little one as well and that I just needed comfortable things that I could wear but still felt good in. But at the time, you know, financially and also just in the thick of it with three kids under the age of five and then we had a number of health issues back then as well, that it wasn't the right timing. So I kind of parked it and then went on to actually trained to be a makeup artist I don't know if either of you know that no so I trained to be a so I'm a fully qualified makeup artist and that does
0: explain why you always look so
2: good (laughs) yeah I was gonna say that's (laughs) why your videos are on point (laughs) (laughs) um and so I I loved it but it was actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be it's a really cutthroat industry And the, you know, you'd go and you would do makeup for a wedding for like a day and you almost wouldn't eat for that day. And so Mm -hmm. I had a number of health issues and stuff going on. And so the stress of it, it started to impact. But I didn't want to tell anyone because I'd invested in that course and invested in the kit. And so I didn't really Mm -hmm. want to admit that it wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. And then the universe intervened and I overnight became anaphylactic to see well, the number of seed oils that are in makeup, so I literally physically wow. couldn't touch it. And then I had this moment of, okay, the, universe, incredible. Is really, yeah, the universe is telling me I really shouldn't be doing that. And then that gave me my out of like, oh, well, I can't do it because I'm, <laughs> li- I'm literally allergic to it. And then somebody said to me, well, where did fashion go? Why didn't you ever go down that route? So I spoke to Christian and said, this is what I want to do. And I was a bit sort of like, yeah, I know that I've just... Done one business and put that to one side and want to start another one, but he was awesome as always and supported. And from the moment I had the idea, I was up and running in four weeks
1: with the oh, clothing yeah. store. Yeah,
2: that's how this came
1: to. That be. was the true calling, and you were just waiting to yeah, have permission and to do it. I
2: think I heard a really interesting term ages ago. It's called a um. It was a wandering entrepreneur, and I think if I look all the way back to when I was about eighteen. I've always had business ideas of what I wanted to do and loads of ideas and all of the working in the body shop and at a gift shop and all of that customer service that I did and working in a pharmacy, that's all employed now. Mm. So it's all Mm -hmm. built to where I am today and I love what I do. It's just, you know, when you get messages saying I put something on and it's the first time I felt good in a pair of jeans since I had my baby and things like that. It just, I love it. It makes my day.
0: I do love my I Choose Me jeans. Oh, they are very, <laughs> very comfortable and nice and high-waisted but stretchy too. They so are, yes. Yeah. I concur with that. But it's amazing. You can join the dots looking backwards. Yes. Yeah. And everything makes sense. Everything happens for a reason. It's so amazing to think about all the things that didn't work and all the failures that they were actually such blessings in disguise and it's so hard to see it at the time. And then when you look back, you go, oh, I see now.
2: Yes. And Mm. it is. It's really interesting to see. like, you know, I've got a degree in advertising and PR, but even though, you know, things have moved on so much since when I did it, you know, we were still doing radio and TV and print. That was my degree. And I loved working in that. Um, I worked on a children's charity, a really prominent one in the UK, and I absolutely loved it. But I knew that working in advertising wasn't going to work for me when I had kids. It just so what was I going to do it's sort of I always knew that it was going to change but I didn't know what to and then now I I guess those core
0: skills are still with you though like that's been such a good
2: foundation I must admit there are times when it's like oh I can't quite use that because it may be a bit old-fashioned but I think the core principles are pretty much the same just employed in a very different way depending on what media you're using now
1: We always say that, you know, the the things that we teach, say like Facebook ads is just a placement, it's just a tool, and that might change, but the core principles of marketing is the right message to the right person at the right time. Absolutely. And how you get that message out, they used to be radio and TV and now it's, you know, digital, but who knows what it'll be in next year or in (laughs) five years' time.
2: You you wonder when it gets to like when my kids are grown up what it would be then. It would just be, I think of my grandfather and how he'd be horrified almost about... You know, TikTok and all the things that are around now, but yeah.
1: It's funny thinking like when you photos and stuff like our kids are going to have so many photos of themselves you know they're just going to go through Facebook and there's going to be like a million photos whereas you know if I need to take a photo of me to a baby shower like a photo of me as a baby and I have to go through the old photo books and try and find one and it took me days to find a photo of myself as a baby now like my child has had thousands of photos and she's only six
0: months old I know it's incredible
1: absolutely incredible I'm just
0: picturing you as a baby. Did you have pink hair then?
1: Well, I thought, you know, a few people thought mine was going to be born with pink hair
0: but sadly it didn't happen. (laughs) So, talking about family and babies, so how does that all fit in now? So, you've gone from that point of having, obviously, it sounds like you've got a very supportive partner. You yes. had young kids at the time. Yeah. You decided that fashion was the way that you wanted to go and then how did that fit in with, like, how did you, it sounds like you've, you know, started up in four weeks, that's amazing, but how did you juggle that with yeah,
2: and kids? and. I launched at the beginning of the school holidays, not my best idea or timing <laughs> and it was the school holidays when... He used to, well, not now because of COVID, but he used to leave for those school holidays for three weeks and go to the U.S. for a conference. And so when I first opened, it was the 5th of July, and then I had a lovely influencer do a promotion for me. And I had 34 orders in the first 24 hours, when, and it was wow. just phenomenal. And then my best friend had to come over and help because I literally didn't know how to do it all. <laughs> But in terms of how it works with the kids, I think it's a very fluid, is probably the word that I would use. I always imagined that when they were little, that's when almost they would commandeer the most of my time. And I'm now learning, you know, I've got a high schooler. I'm about to have another high schooler next year. And obviously, also now with home learning and stuff. Home and school,
1: yeah.
2: they almost, not that they need you more. Different... It's different Mm. and Mm -hmm. you need to make sure, especially I think with older children, when they actually want to open up and talk, you pretty much drop everything because you Mm. just don't get that opportunity. It's so rare. Yeah, it's so rare and you don't get that opportunity and it's making sure that you're across, you know, they have social media and all of that kind of thing and yeah, it's to juggle and I have so many ideas and of what I, where I want to take the business and I even said to Christian the other day about, will I be able to fulfill all of them It's a matter for me almost of time. It's just that juggle. But one of the reasons I did want to have this business was so that I could give them my time. I could go to the sports carnivals and the assemblies and be there to pick them up if you get a call from school because they're sick. So it's just finding that balance and sometimes the balance weighs more to them and sometimes the balance weighs more to the business. It just depends on what's happening.
0: Yeah, and it's a season of life, isn't it? So, you know, they're going to be grown and gone before we know it. Somebody, Mm -hmm. I think I was listening to maybe another podcast or I can't remember, somebody was saying that, you know, the first sort of 10 years of the kid's life, it's like going up the hill on the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. It's like dirt. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. so slow so yeah. tedious like you just have to literally make sure they don't die every second of every day like you just have to make I mean, sure I mean, that they're, that they're surviving at the <laughs> <laughs> not catching themselves on fire not drowning like you got to feed them yeah. all the time and then all of a sudden they hit 10 and then it's like whoom, down the other side of the roller coaster yeah. and I feel like like I've got one in each on each side, yeah. so I've got one who's going down and then I've got one who's going up. And I really resonate with that. I think it's like, you know, there's, there are seasons of life where you've got different amounts of time to give. And like you say, it's not necessarily a different amount of time, but it's, it's a different...
2: Yeah, it is, and it's finding that balance. And I know that every working mum out there or even, you know, even for when I was a um, purely stay-at-home mum, you know, that's tough as well when you've got... Mm however many kids you've got and you're trying to keep everything going and everything moving and um, they're actually really good they're really they love that mum has her own business there are times when there can be a bit of oh well I want you and it's like well no actually I've got a caller I've got this to do but I think deep down they're actually quite proud of it. So they try they try and promote me to all their teachers. It's so funny. Oh, that's cute. I know I
0: like they're proud of you. Yeah. That must be so nice to be an inspiration and to really like show them that you can follow your dreams.
2: Yeah, I think I mean I grew up, I was really lucky. I um was one of two girls, and it was never a matter in our house that just because we were girls, we could do anything. Like it was, and even with all the different choices that I've made in my life, you know, even personal ones, like uh, Kristen and I, had only spent three weeks together in person before I moved to the UK, and we were family friends, and so we knew each other. But if I think about my daughter doing that, moving in with someone, she'd have been like physically together with for three weeks. I feel like, "Are you insane?" Uh, so my parents have always been really supportive of big dreams, big goals, and that if you fail, it's okay and that you just start again, basically. And that's what I want. I think it's really good also for my daughter to see that you can be a stay-at-home mum, you can be a working mum, whatever it is, your choice.
1: Choice is yours, yeah. yeah. So speaking of those failures, yeah. and we call them lessons, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what What has been your biggest mistake in the business? Um, I feel like we could have a whole podcast uh, just on yeah, your you life. Could. It sounds so interesting in the business. I would honestly
2: <laughs> say the last, this year has probably been the, Trickiest for me. I chose a collection that I thought was stunning. Like, I absolutely loved it and it didn't sell. And that probably was a hard pill kind of to swallow in terms of when you Mm. think you've got it so right. So then you start to second guess some of your choices. And I think that's the biggest thing is that when you do make a mistake of knowing where to draw the line in the sand mentally. So I had two back to back. I had that, and then I um, invested some money in some people helping me with some certain things in the business. And I just lost a lot of money. And that for me, I felt really ashamed of it. And it was a really hard thing. And I think that actually almost halted the biggest advice I would give to people is that if you do have something like that, try and draw a line in that sand as fast as you possibly can and move on. Because otherwise, if you let it get into your mindset too much, it will stop you not just from moving forward, but it almost erodes your confidence every single day. So you start to second guess even the things that you know for certain are right.
1: Totally relate with that. I remember being absolutely crippled in my business and not doing anything for nearly a year because of the mistakes that I'd made before. And you feel like, well, anything I do is going to be a mistake now. it's.
2: Like you say, it's like a paralysis. So for Mm. me, it then became a more, it turned into those mistakes that I'd made in my business then transferred almost into my personal life because the stress started to eat away at me and I have endometriosis. So whenever I get stressed, I get a flare up. And then that, it becomes this giant cycle of I become so fatigued and everything that I physically then, I I get this brain frog where I can't even then think straight. So I had a few months of that this year and trying Mm. to, come out of that has actually been really, really hard. Having said that, this is where silver linings come in when you do make mistakes because overnight, I almost just not stopped, but there are a few things at the time changing with Facebook ads. And so for my account, we did notice a little bit of a shift. And obviously, I know a lot of people noticed the shift either straight away or sort of a drip feed and you did have to change things up a bit. But for me, it all hit. At once. And so I wasn't bleeding money from the company. I knew that if I carried on going the way that I was, I could potentially lose it, lose the business. And it did cross my mind at one stage. And this was before lockdown. Could I really continue? Because, you know, they didn't like the collection and I couldn't figure out why. And I tried to do research. But then I went back to the notebook. I like writing things by hand. As Megan knows, I'm a Virgo and so I'm a very detailed person. And I keep notes on everything and I went back to the notebook from when I first started and realized that actually we weren't aligned to where I'd actually the vision that I'd had when I started. Mm. And if it hadn't all come to a grinding halt, I would still be doing exactly what I'd been doing before. You know, we were doing well, not necessarily making a huge amount of money. The numbers were good, but
0: you'd kind of fallen into like fast fashion is that. Sort yeah, of what you mean? and
2: that was never where I intended for us to be. It was all about classic pieces that you would invest in and that would last you basically And that mix and match and the heavily based on styling and all that kind of thing. And I think that's also another thing is a mistake would be if you get too caught up in looking at what everyone else is doing around you, mm. it's put your head down and stay in your lane.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's a big one and a few people have said that even on our podcast, I think, and you really do have to say like put the blinkers on. So if you imagine like your blinkers on each side so you can't see what everyone else is doing around you and when you can stay in your own lane and do what it is that you sort of set out to do. And I think that's a really important message that you've just covered there is to go back and look at Mm -hmm. what was it that I was set out to do and, you know, if you go too far without doing that, you know, you can really go on out on a tangent and do other things and see I liked that wandering entrepreneur. Yeah, <laughs> term yeah I'm as well. definitely there. Cuz <laughs> yeah. we we also have business ideas all the time and like oh we could do this, we could do that, oh we yeah. could do that and we have to come back to what is it that we're trying to do? Mm-hmm. How are we trying to serve people and what are we trying to teach them? We have and does that align with no. that? Yeah. Yeah, but quite yeah. often, you know, we used to get a lot further into it before we'd realized we'd gone the wrong path and now we've gotten a lot better at saying no. <laughs> like when one of us gets excited with an idea, it's usually me. <laughs> And then Megan has to go, no, no, this no. doesn't quite fit. No, 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 no. You're the one
0: who actually implements <laughs> the ideas. But yeah. like, and then I just send you random messages at like midnight going, I have an idea.
1: And you're like, oh, she's out she again. That's like me. But... I, literally,
2: yeah, I literally woke up the other night. I have really good ideas. As I'm going to sleep, my brain is oh, yes. still Isn't going. the worst? Yeah. And it doesn't switch off like so many people. And I woke up one morning and I was like, I'm sure I put something in my notes. And I don't use it that often because I prefer to handwrite. Anyway, and I'd hidden the phone onto the covers so that I wasn't <laughs> w- waking anyone up. And it was, and then it, I looked at it the next day and it was really good. And it's actually a big part of my messaging moving forward of what we're planning we're to planning. We get doing. the best
1: ideas when you're supposed to be sleeping or when you're in the shower, I think is yeah. like best yeah. idea time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I even used to have it at the washing line.
1: Yeah. Oh, washing lines.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah airplane that's always a good one
0: when you're not distracted when there's no screens and things and I actually think like I mean all jokes aside like it is so important to actually have that reflective time so what happens is we go to sleep without having any reflective time during the day so we haven't actually sat down with a notepad and a pen and just let our brain empty out so then we go to bed and we lay down and our brain's like okay time to empty out now time to be reflective and so we do it then but really yeah. what we should be doing is I mean you know I know that I should be meditating more I know that I should be doing more reflective journal work I know that you know all those things that we should be doing but at the end of the day you just crash into bed sometimes yeah <laughs> I
1: drive my husband nuts we're getting to bed and then I'm like oh and this happened today and this happened today and oh and I've had this and he's like Karen sleep <laughs> but that's like kids
2: <laughs> if you think of kids the time they want to talk to you about important stuff is literally when you turned out the light it. and you're walking out the room, and they're like, "Oh, mum, yeah. can I talk to you about this?" And it is because your brain's starting to mm,
1: to decompress down. it. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I highly recommend keeping notes though of your journey because then you can you can go back and see if you're aligned or not, and where where you've ended up is it really where you want to be? So. I
0: love that. So as we've said, you've got, you know, every mistake or lesson, as we like to call them, kind of, you know, puts you onto the, the path or shows you that you're not on the right path. Like if you put a plane on autopilot, it does actually, you know, eventually veer off. So you need to keep coming back to that. What has been the biggest or some of those kind of aha moments or the wins that you've had in your business where you go, yep, yeah, this is why I'm doing it. This is why my why it was what it was. And I know I'm on the right track now.
2: One of the biggest things to me, I like most people is when you get customer feedback and that's probably the biggest reinforcement I think any business can get is when you get an email from a customer or a note saying that they've loved the clothes or saying that they hadn't known that that style would suit them. For example, I did do some pop-ups when I first started and that something I love doing because then you can, and that's one thing obviously that in an online store is a bit harder to do, is saying, here, try this on. It may not be something that you'd necessarily choose, but try it on and see how it goes. And so that's part of almost what I'm working on at the Mm -hmm. moment of how to incorporate a lot of that into the online side of things. But yeah, the
1: aha moments. While you're thinking on them. Yeah, I have to think. (laughs) That reality is coming into online these days with augmented reality. And it's just going to be so amazing. One day we'll be able to try on everything online before we actually, you know, purchase and some of the things that Shopify are bringing out with, um, they've made the augmented reality a lot more accessible for developers now. So there's a lot more apps that are going to come out and I'm really excited to see what happens this year and next year and beyond so basically you'll be able to go Well, this is me take a photo or even just like turn your camera around so it's on you and like oh I want to try this outfit on and it will just kind of overlay you and be like oh yeah cool oh no what about this or I'll try it with these shoes and you can even uh, there's apps already out there where you can try on different makeups and things like that and some companies are already doing the clothing and I just think it's going to be so exciting to see when that becomes more accessible to stores like yours um, how that will change the game for you know as you say getting people to try things that they might not have considered,
2: yeah. It's something I've actually started looking into because I know you and I have chatted about it. I am looking into how we can try something like that, or even try in the meantime doing something where you can get that 3D sort of image, or whether we even if we can't do that, doing more videos so yeah. that people can see how it photos, flows right? and but to see how the dress moves, yeah, to see how it falls, to see you get a better idea of the type of fabric from seeing it in a video whether it's a heavier weight or whether it's a lightweight I think going back to like an aha moment would be learning that saying how like with Megan how I fell into like that fast fashion thing and the aha moment was that that's not where I wanted to be that then fed straight back into because we would have stock inventory so obviously you know at the moment I use wholesalers I use suppliers but watch this space, you never Mm. know what might be coming. You would sell out. So say I bought a pair of jeans and then they'd either discontinue them or they'd sell out and you've done all this work on Mm. ads and everything behind it. And then that ad then becomes, you know, you don't need it. Mm, because because become redundant. That's the word I was looking for. Because you've sold out and your supplier then no longer has it. And the aha moment of, well, okay, flowing right the way down, making sure that either whatever supplies we're using, they are non-fast fashion as well, so that they constantly are producing the same items and that we have that. So then it's making sure that the work that you're doing isn't redundant so quickly. So then yeah. you're having to constantly – it was almost like I was trying to catch my own tail for ages because then it would be like, oh, well, that's sold out and I need another ad, so then I need to do more filming. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so even that batch working of the content that is so good – it wasn't working. So I think a big aha moment is putting in your planning right the way across the business to see, well, how does that filter right the way through? Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm hearing you say as well, like aligning with suppliers that, or finding suppliers that align with your values and Mm, that business plan of longevity and, you know, all the things that in your vision, having all of the people around you have that same kind of
2: yes so moving forward I've gone through and I've looked at all of our suppliers. I've looked at their supply chains I've looked at their sustainability and what they stand for and I will only be working with the ones that I know that I can see that because that's a really important thing for me and that even goes into like teaching my daughter she asked to go on a certain site the other day because all her friends are on it and I said no I said I'm really sorry their practices, if you look at doesn't the impact, align. yeah, it doesn't, it, and I said, I'm really, really sorry, I said, I'd rather we spend the money and invest in it so that it's a really good item. And then when you no longer use it, we can then give that to friends who can use yeah.
1: it because obviously I don't have another daughter, but yeah. I love it, that. Yeah. And then that's kind of, you know, what you're teaching your customers as well, you know, yes. that mm-hmm. our products are going to last and that you're investing in a piece. So yeah. having learnt all of these things, <laughs> what's next for I Choose Me? So
2: going from literally crying, thinking, well, should I close up? To now, I'm so excited. I wish I had a bit more time to spend on it. And that's the thing that it may take me a bit longer to get to where I want to be at the moment, purely because of like the situation that we're in. Yeah. But I think the future is so exciting. So we are looking very much at there will be more your essential items that will be the backbone of the store and some of them, you know, depending on suppliers and what's happening in the future. But yes, we'll be sticking with those suppliers, but it's all very much moving to more a style-based component. It's almost like going to a store that is full of like blog-style help content because sometimes you may not necessarily know what your shape is so there'll be things on the site now showing you what your shape is and giving you ideas of how to dress that shape and then you can actually then look around the store and go okay well that's been recommended for that Mm. particular shape or size or whatever and that's where we're moving towards so it's very much helping our customers know how to dress themselves and then choosing the items appropriately that will then fit within their wardrobes for years to come.
1: And that's replacing that shop assistant that you would have if you walked into a physical store. So I love that you're bringing that help across to e-commerce because I love online shopping (laughs) and... I like nice clothes but I'm terrible at fashion and I'm terrible at kind of dressing myself, like deciding what's yeah. going to look good and I love the idea that you can actually help people with that because I'm always seeing yeah. things and thinking, oh, that's really cool and then quite often the model doesn't look anything like my body shape and then I'm like, oh, no, maybe it won't look good on me or, you know, so having that education will give customers confidence that, oh, yeah, I'm an hourglass, I could wear that because they've exactly. told us mm. that. Yeah, I really exactly. love that idea. Or I
2: didn't know that figure. I could do that with and it's also just a little tips and tricks that sort of then sit behind that and also we're very much going to be about you shop your own wardrobe at the same time so Mm. yes we'll have some statement pieces that um, are a bit bolder or a bit more floral that will or things that you know I've got a hot pink jacket that I bought before I started Uh, yeah it's awesome (laughs) that I bought years ago before I started this that's my statement piece when I pull it out I wear that with a you know, jeans and a cami or a tee or it's it's having those items. So those will sort of change over the site. But it's also saying to people, okay, here's an outfit formula. Look in your wardrobe and see what you've got. Then look at the holes within your own wardrobe Mm. that you need to fill and then come back and we can help you fill those holes to make sure that you've got that well-rounded wardrobe. I'm
0: so excited. I'm so excited to see the next (laughs) two years. Like it's been such an amazing journey to you know, go through with you for the last two Thank years, you. but I'm yeah. so excited now. I feel like you're on such a solid ground and yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm um, Watch yeah. this space. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we could definitely do another... <laughs> another half an hour chatting to you. I don't think we've even scratched the surface. As you know, we love, we love a chat. We love some tangents. So yeah, me you might too. have to get you back on, Ashley. Thank you so oh, much. No, I'd love
1: that always. And thanks so much for joining us. It has been great to hear about, I had no idea that you were a makeup artist or some of those things before. So it's amazing to see how that journey's gone. And, you know, looking on the outside, I think it's really important for people. They don't know where that business owner's at, because mm. if people had seen your store, they would have no idea that you were having, you know, this crisis moment and yeah. deciding whether or not to close from the outside. That was yeah. really not obvious. So just uh, everyone needs to, especially in these times, mm, be true. conscious of where everyone else is at and that, we, you know, we all need a bit of help and support these days. So,
2: Yeah, I think that and something I learned the other day was and almost gave me permission was that if you do need to take your foot off the pedal for a little while, whether that's because of COVID or lockdown or homeschool or just for your own mental health that you feel you need a bit of a break, you started this business. So everything that you had is still there and it will be there waiting for you when you're ready to come back. And that's almost I was so scared about that. Mm. And now I'm like, no, if we take the time and that's where having processes in place and I've got a VA who's helping me that allows you a little bit to do that but i think everybody's human at the end of the day yeah your customers will be there the right customers will be there waiting for you when you're ready to come back yeah
1: exactly such good advice well thanks ashley thank you say goodbye and look forward to seeing where i choose me ends up in the future (laughs) oh no thank
0: you ladies can i ask one final question We're just about to go into our open up the doors for Ecom Igniter. So as we've spoken a little bit about, you have done that. I'd love you to just, I mean, complete shameless plug here, but tell (laughs) us about Igniter and what you'd say to somebody who's listening, who's thinking about doing the Ecom Igniter program.
2: I would say don't hesitate. Just do it. It's something... I would not be where I am today without both of you. There's and she without. It does the not course. mean
1: in the closet. <laughs> no, <laughs>
2: um, it's. I had come across. So I was in your free Facebook group for quite a while, and you know it was a really big investment for me. My only regret is I didn't do it earlier. And it changes your business, and it makes you look at every single aspect of your business. And even like me now you have lifetime access to that. And obviously, Karen and Megan are so amazing in the fact that they are constantly updating it. So if you do want to realign or you want to, you can always go back. It's an amazing course, and there's so much wealth and knowledge. And yes, I know that there are lots of other courses out there, but I think what attracted me the most is these are two real women giving their experience. And it's very, even though it's obviously online, it's very hands-on. And I know other places they leave you just to get on with it. Um, but no, it's hands on. And the community of the other igniters, they also keep me going.
1: They're pretty yeah. awesome, aren't they?
2: Yeah. They're amazing. And I think you don't feel alone. That's one of the biggest things when you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business. You feel really alone. As soon as I joined Igniter, I didn't feel alone, and I can honestly say, hand on heart, I looked forward to those phone calls and the catch ups with other people. And even now, there's so many of us that still chat outside in private messages of what are you doing on this and that for advice. And yeah, best course ever. Oh, thanks, Ashley. Thanks, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> well, we'll Good see you
1: in can't the group. Blushing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us.
1: We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, you might like to check out EcomIgniter, our online training program. Find out more at ecomigniter.com and be sure to join the waitlist to access our special early bird offer.